Project Saucer was officially activated on January 22, 1948. It released its digest of preliminary studies 15 months later. It declared itself officially discontinued on December 27, 1949. But on April 4, 1950, it admitted that it had continued and would continue to receive and evaluate through normal field intelligence channels any substantial reports of any unusual aerial phenomenon. It is June 4th, 2022. This is Doug. This is the Alien Probe Podcast, and welcome, Dr. Bill. How's it going? Hey, how are you doing? I'm living the dream. Living the dream. It's just been awesome this week. Yeah. Had a What's good happening? Week. You've had a good week. Nothing You've much. had a great week. Um, so that was from the Air chapter in the uh, Scully that, book, Air Force Reports. It was the, the Air Force Reports. We've got a couple things we're talking about. I'm excited to talk about Omni. I mean, oh yeah, we've been skipping, yeah. We've been skipping over that the for the Omni. last couple of weeks because we've had you know, we, we don't have Skinwalker this week. Sorry, everybody, <laughs> no, they didn't. Skinwalker. They took the week off probably because they have to. Looks like they're drilling for radioactive materials underground. I don't yes. know. <laughs> I saw a preview this morning and I thought, oh, this is definitely going to be a lot better than it always is. So we'll see. Yeah. That's we'll our Skinwalker report. That's so, um, <laughs> Skinwalker. So, but Omni, and when, what year did Omni magazine, I mean, we're going to, well, so we're, this, we're talking about the Omni, April 1994 issue of Omni magazine, which I can, I'm not going to, I'll just hold it. The UFO conspiracy. And they, um, they wanted Omni started this thing where they're talking about investigating UFOs seriously, and I got a cough. Sorry. And um, six months later, the magazine's gone, or within the year, the magazine's gone. But they, um, they every issue for about six months, they had it looks like they had really good articles about uh, UFOs. Do you think there's a connection between the UFO articles and the because the the ads looked pretty decent? I mean, it didn't look like it. Um, I don't know. When you look into the um, when they quit, I can't remember what the numbers were. The 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 I could go online, but the numbers the circulation. Circulation, yeah, circulation was great, and the um, the reasons that that Bob Guccione, who also did uh, Penthouse. Uh, said that they were discontinuing it was because of um, the cost of paper and ink, I think, printing cost. And, well, I don't know, there's still magazines. I see them, there's like a rack in the um, grocery store still a magazine, so magazines still sell. And I can't imagine, I don't know, uh, the company had odd sort of uh, financial structure because Bob Guccione, who owned Penthouse and Omni Magazine, had it sort of set up so it's like his house was paid for by the company and some other things so it was it was an odd setup and uh I, they had a massive circulation i want to say it was two hundred thousand was their their circulation mm. and i can't imagine that uh it, it didn't that financial reasons caused it to stop and they had a great 
subscription list. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why they went out of business. I think it was I. My impression from reading about it is because Bob Guccione had the business structured in an odd way. And the board of directors finally, they had to go for bankruptcy and the board of directors um, couldn't really justify how the structure was. Because like his house was paid for it and um, paid for and as a business expense and all sorts of odd things. But Omni was an awesome magazine. And we have, I have this issue, and then we have the other issues, because you can find them on the Internet Archive. Uh, this, this particular issue is missing, which is not a conspiracy. But um, the later issues are... Are you are, sure? Are you yeah. sure it's not? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the later issues after this one are on the, uh, in the Internet Archive. We can actually look, look at the articles on that. I've downloaded them. I'll, I don't know. I'll, if I haven't got them to you, I'll get them to you. If anybody else well, is inter so interested, you they're called out there. it Omni One. You called it Omni One. I mean, that's well, the first one you said. Well, there's three. There's three Omni articles in this. Three, three UFO articles in this Omni. And Omni One was um, three insiders describe a military underground awash in UFOs, which it was pretty good. I mean, you just you just read that. And yeah, it's uh, NATO, the first one, NATO meets ET. It's got the uh, retired Army Command Sergeant Major. Yeah, yeah. Who was, uh, you know, he worked with NATO on classified, you know, and he had access to classified reports. Uh, and he's, it's, it's interesting that these guys will, you know, make these reports. They're actually legit. You know, it, it, I can't imagine it could be that they make it up, but I mean, it seemed would seem unusual that they would just come up with this story out of nowhere. I mean, do they want some people just want attention? I get it, but um, I don't know why. Otherwise, that they would they would come up with this. But he had seen, you know, he had seen. They really didn't have. It looks like it was all. I don't know if it had pictures, but you know, it was all about you know that the you know there was NATO radar. You know, they there were sightings. There were, um, you know, uh, the alien. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get. We're, I'm kind of getting off the alien thing, kind of in lieu that I feel like these things are drones anymore. You know, we're, we're getting away from the actual, you know, alien extraterrestrial sighting thing. I know people are going to be disappointed because they want. You mean the 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 like, grays like they the want alien to see the grays. Well, I just did that. Yeah, short. I just did that short about that. That was hunter. a great short about that, that. Was a great. The bow hunter up in Placer, right near where you are. Placer County, yeah, it's Placer County. Yeah, but, and you know that's up in the uh, Sierra Nevada foothills. Yeah, and you know then that guy, everybody, yeah, you should listen to that short. That yeah. was uh, season three, episode thirty-three. What I didn't, and, uh, uh, what know. I what I didn't put in the short is uh, the. Air Force actually investigated it and came up with several possible scenarios of what they thought happened. And one of the uh, scenarios, which I thought was great, is they said it could have been there was a group of Japanese tourists in the area. So the Japanese tourists and their robots well, were wandering in the woods. <laughs> of course, of course, that fits perfectly. It's Japanese tourists and their robots. 
That's a story someone would come up with and go, we're not going to, I would have to say, we're not putting that in there. Oh, that was, that was the, the explanation. <laughs> was, the explanation was great. So this guy, um, the Sergeant Major, was he Sergeant Major? What was he? Yeah. Sergeant Command Major. Sergeant Major. The Command Sergeant Major um, had access to a report called assessment. He called it the assessment an evaluation of a possible military threat to allied forces in Europe. And he said he had copy number three, and it was stamped Cosmic Top Secret, which I, I thought was made up. But in NATO, that's a real classification. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. in, yeah. Cosmic, Cosmic Top Secret. Not cosmic. Top Secret, Cosmic Top Secret. So, and he said yeah. he would go in and read this report whenever he had a chance at the... Um, this command center, I guess he was sitting in. He was considering taking some pictures of it, you know, of the, you know, inside the report. But then he got scared because, you know, you get thrown love and worth for that. Yeah. But they were, you know, some objects were spotted on radar in formation um, from coming from the Soviet Union toward Germany. They were flying at 100,000 feet up in the air. It's interesting. Radar, I guess our radar even back then i well, guess this is uh when i was don't know this? it's this weird was, uh oh he's in 1963 when a lot of this stuff was yeah. happening yeah yeah interesting I, mean, I didn't know we had radar that could you know track at 20 miles up well they were saying you know. that the high powered you know the speculation which we'll get to eventually is that the high powered radars around los alamos um were they were saying the they were knocking down these UFOs because the radars were so powerful. And, and yeah, 100,000, I guess. I don't know a lot about radar, but yeah, 1963. I just kind of yeah. found that interesting. And that they, um, you know, they'd got, I think they found, I think in his article, they said they actually found, um, uh, they weren't actual, I mean, this ties into another couple scenarios we have where the aliens there's like three different types of aliens and um oh i think there's more is well three or well there's yeah I'm yeah there's i mean more, it, there's I mean, like a whole there's supposedly there's, a whole that there's spectrum. like three or four yeah oh yeah he does so one of them one now, of them is kind of like now there's more oh now there's hundreds yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah so one of them's you know they did an autopsy you know they did a and they cut it open and it was the one that looked like the gray and it had no genitalia and it just had no functioning thing for input or output of oh, for, you know waste for, input for food, of food yeah. or output of waste yeah and then it's more now and i wanted to tie he, he didn't discuss this but i want to tie into what we've been talking about how you know over when you send a ship across the galaxy um that maybe these things aren't they don't they don't die you know they're just they're the ship's autonomous most likely anyway but if they had to have some sort of being that would have me need to do something when it gets to its destination maybe these things aren't they're not humanoid maybe they're well, some sort of you know something else they're like a robot i mean they make like a clone yeah, yeah a clone, similar a biological but, basically a biological robot and but it might... doesn't really age you know, it does because it could take. But if they fold space and do some of the other things that we were considering, could be part of space travel in their world. 
you know, may not take long, but, you know, maybe they need to have something that could perform some processes once they get into, uh, once they get to Earth or wherever else they're going. Well, yeah, it depends. I mean, there's a lot of facets in, involved, but they may just be a, a um, specific creation for, you know, exploration. You know, like we send probes to different planets, it may just be the equivalent of their type of probe. You have the craft, and then you have the, the creature that gets out and walks around and picks up stuff. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's a... I mean, you... When you come down to it, one of the things I've read about, like space, 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 space exploration, is yeah, we have these uh, machines on Mars that are running around and looking at stuff, but that's still a very limited way of exploring Mars. It'd be a lot different if you had a person in a spacesuit walking around looking at stuff. They would see a lot more stuff. They'd have, you know, you process a lot more information, uh, able to find interesting things and immediately determine if it's if it's worth pursuing like the uh, most recent thing was like they were saying there's a doorway on on mars a carved door well if you had an astronaut walk up to it he's just like look at it and he'd go no that's just a just a crack in the rock yeah. it's just the way it is but yeah. you got pictures from the probe it's like people are like speculating and you only have a picture from one angle and you can't really see a lot of you know explored in any great depth but a, a person there would process it a lot faster so uh these if if these these creatures might be um you know are they explorers or are they a, a construct to explore yeah um, so and may and if you're building a biological robot does it need to eat or poop uh you could have yeah. you just you pout you you build it it's designed to last for x period of time and at, at some point it stops working you just create another it goes into that and then it gets remade into another one or something you know? yeah it's weird because they said i mean he said that in the report he looked at that they look like they had been cut out of a cookie cutter yeah clones with no alimentary track they did not ingest or process food like we talked about and they didn't have any process for elimination of any food no, they would take very efficient the craft the craft that they they got i think it was uh, they cut it up like a pie mm -hmm. and then they set it up uh, into six pieces or whatever and then they sent it to wright patterson air force base in ohio is that what, and, you, uh, is that what uh, you said yeah 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 and uh he couldn't believe his skin i mean this is where he got to that part he says his skin grew cold and he was not a believer he just he wasn't he wasn't a believer up to this point. It's kind of like, it's interesting because I find more and more people as I, and people I'm related to and things that never, you know, they never considered any of this. And when we're, you know, some people listening to the show, I won't want to overstate the value of that. But as I discuss with them, it's where I'm having a reaction of, wow, this could be something that's really happening. But again, they don't, you know, what did they do with all the cookie cuttery? <laughs> what did they do? Rep Wright Batterson, they're in a warehouse, I guess, or were sent somewhere. Well, or like you said, maybe they were auctioned off and it's in somebody's garage. I don't know. Well, this, <laughs> this comes back to, I mean, I don't want to um, be too critical of, of um, Elizondo or Chris Miller. Is They've been saying basically exactly the same thing for what eight years now since 2014 yeah. 
and yep. it's they've provided no new information. So yeah. they they came out with a couple. Uh, Chris Miller released these videos to the Pentagon from the Pentagon. Um, Elizondo has built his new career on these videos and his sort of UFO exploration, but there is zero new information since those videos and him, his experiences with with the office at the Pentagon. And I'm well, I'm, I'm actually tired of that. It's like it's oh, it's been eight yeah. years, and he says, "Well, yeah. you know, I know a lot more stuff," and um, he throws a lot of hints yeah. out and stuff. It's like it's time to stop throwing the hints out, and it's time to yeah. um, done crap or get We're off the crap or get off the pot. You know, give it. Well, I'd rather. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this guy. I mean, what? Then again, this could be BS. But he said there were five uh, different human. I know today there's hundreds, but five different <laughs> more um, than one detailed survey of several different extraterrestrial civilizations that were experienced in this NATO report mm -hmm. for which they had identified visually. One race looked like us, basically. Another resembled humans in height and stature and structure, but they were gray and pasty with skin tone. The third race was um, known as the grays. We all know about those guys, you know. And uh, the fourth was described as reptilian with... Uh, vertical pupils and lizard-like skin. Um, lizard and they say these things have been going on for at least 200 years. Other reports are that, you know, extraterrestrials came on at 10,000 years. I've just read this. This might have been one of the other Omni reports that they came on 10,000 years ago and they helped shape the human race, um, helped direct it in a different, um, genetically into a different uh, direction. Yeah, that's more toward what we see today. That's that's um, been sort of speculation. There's a, I mean, you sent that article on. I guess somebody was writing about uh, Prometheus, that movie. Who's yeah. the, who's the director for that? Uh, I, don't I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, the the Alien saga, and I don't I don't think the yeah. Prometheus movie was that um, good. It just struck me as a sort of standard horror movie with an alien. Um, twist to it but one of the things that the alien movies have been um, suggesting is that the genetic alteration of humans I think yeah I mean they, they came remember the beginning of the movie they came on board and the guy went to the edge of the looked like an Niagara Falls looking place mm -hmm. and then tossed in a bunch of crap genetic material allegedly yeah well, so not allegedly. It's, the it's, movie said. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weak tea sort of uh, science fiction story. There's Ridley a, Scott. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Oh, yeah. We should have remembered that. Um, yeah. He. Um, yeah. God. His his new. He was milking it. Well, they had another one right after that too. Well, not right after that. Oh. Another alien one where they went. They were going. Remember they were. Yeah, going not, to another world that was even worse. Yeah, that one was worse than it's, just, it's bad science fiction. It's like I don't, I don't know what's going on. There was a, a writer, Larry Nibbin, who wrote a book called Protector, and it's actually pretty cool because like the um, uh, in that book he's saying that humans were uh, was Homo erectus. 
So it's the protectors are these this alien species that is basically Homo erectus, and then they get infected with this virus, and they become um, they lose their genitalia, um, and their brain gets a lot bigger, and they basically become um, you know super smart compared to Homo erectus, and the Homo erectus are just propagating the species, and then the protectors are like the uh, the leaders and the warriors of the, the society. And the um, in that book, this uh, protector flees his um, homeworld, ends up in in uh, at Earth, and lands with his breeders, his uh, Homo erectus breeders. And then he realizes that he's uh, something was wrong. Oh, the um, the plant that they grew to uh, that would allow you to transform into a protector wouldn't grow or wouldn't um, wouldn't grow. So there couldn't be any more protectors. So he was like the last Water. one. And so what he did is he blew the, uh, he, he caused the uh, nuclear reactor on his ship to uh, irradiate, uh, produce a lot of radiation. So the uh, uh, Homo erectus that were his progeny or his, that he was protecting his tribe uh, would mutate faster. And that's what led us to uh, humans. And that's sort of the premise. And the book goes forward from there. But yeah, I mean, it's a cool, cool concept. But I don't know. As good a story as any. Yeah, I mean, it's better than better than Prometheus. Um, yeah, I know. They just dumped a bunch of material, and then the guy, like, dissolved into the water. Yeah, so, so what are they doing? Threw it off. What are they doing? <laughs> um, so this guy actually was pretty believable in his story. Um, I, do, I don't know about the reptilians, although the way that uh, things are going with our government now, I think that might be true. That, yeah, uh, pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure pretty Biden's sure. an alien. Yeah. He's an old alien, but he is an alien. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all yeah, a reptilian. Reptilian. Yep. It looks like they're the reptilians. He does kind of look reptile-like if you look closely. Yeah, look at that. You know, look at him. Skin. Look at him. Look, watch skin. it. You know, his eyes blink <laughs> sideways. If you his eyelids yeah. move sideways, they don't. When he, he doesn't yeah. blink like this. It goes sideways. Hey, you um, can't tell. They're squinty eyes. You really yeah, can't, you tell. can't tell. This is can't do this. Explore the internet free, free trial Delphi. Look at this, 1994. It's this internet. What's this internet they're talking about? What is this internet thing? There is an internet. Download programs and files using FTP, or connect in real time to other networks using Telnet. Internet relay chat and Usenet news is the world's largest bulletin board. God, whatever happened to that? Now we have. Now we have Google News. Yeah. Yeah. Google News, Apple News, everything's, you know. Yeah. We're flooded with, we're literally flooded with information on a, you know, yeah. daily basis. Yeah, it's like bad information. We um, go to, uh, we, we go to Google and, you know, we just get random bits of information about everything. Yeah. Mostly Top Gun News now. A lot yeah. of Top Gun News. So you know now that they're allowed to talk about everything, it's interesting. Oh, the the Top Gun stuff. Or yeah, anything about the about the backstories. Oh, oh yeah. They're allowing them to come out with the backstories of the the new okay. Maverick Top Gun movie. I haven't seen it yet, although you oh, saw yeah, it. Have to see very it. good. It's very good. awesome. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a little cliche because Debbie and I were talking about it's a little cliche. It's kind of funny because the music overwhelms some of the dialogues. We have a hard oh, time. Oh yeah. You know, and I, and I'm like, because uh, my hearing's not 
super great anymore. What? And, uh, huh? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, Debbie's like, if I can't hear it, I know you can. I go, yeah, I can make out everything, but I, I did think, oh, my hearing's really getting crappy. Could I can't turn hear it. No, it was, could you turn it was on the, the music. Could you turn on the closed the, uh, captioning? Uh, yeah, I, it was the music. I've, I've seen that in a few few movies. I've noticed in some of the shows that I've watched on the streaming services like Netflix or um, Prime or HBO Max, some of the shows... I think it's gotten better, but some of the some of the shows, the dialogue isn't they. It's I'm not sure what they're doing, but it's like the dialogue is sort of muddy, and it's like it's it's the way yeah. that they're doing their sound, and it's just it's irritating because it's like come on, um, yeah. But they do weird sound things. I don't think the sound engineers are paying good enough attention. Yeah, the music should not overwhelm the di the dialogue in a in a movie for any yeah. reason, and it's it's it sort of defeats the purpose. Yeah. I mean, did you like the original Top Gun? Yeah, yeah. I just watched like the first hour. I want to finish it. It's on one of the yeah. streaming services. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My Johnny's he hasn't seen it yet, but he says I. I go. I know. I made you watch Top Gun when you were growing up. He goes, yeah. He goes, but he goes, dude. It's been like years. I've forgotten all about it. I go, yeah. You need to. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's still, it it it's, yeah. it's holding. It the holds first, up. It's holding up. Did you just have you watched it recently? Yeah, we yeah. just watched it. Uh, Debbie fired it up. A oh, before weeks you ago. before you went. Yeah, I yeah. just I watched like the first hour. I need to finish it. I want to do that before Definitely. I go see the, the new one. Definitely, I won't. I won't kill the kill all the for don't, you. But don't it's uh, but for everybody else. <laughs> don't spoil it. For <laughs> yeah, me. no, I won't do it. Yeah, wait another week. Everybody, we got a week to watch it, and then we're talking about it next week. <laughs> don't spoil it. But um, this guy, uh, they say at the end of the, you know, you'll just kind of get to the end of it. I mean, they, the critics, they always, you know, Omni does do a bit of a disclaimer when they say it's a fascinating story, but fantastic claims like these need more than one man's testimony to be credible, says a Jerome Clark of the Center for UFO Studies. I don't know. Is that still a thing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Um, uh, it's easy to debunk. It's easy. It's, I mean, the, yeah. that's the problem with There's debunking. There's no proof. No proof. Yeah. There's, There's easy... not a shred of proof. Yeah. Uh, there's the NATO thing about, denies it's, it's, such a thing. Yeah, it's easy to say. Um, that's the problem with debunking is debunkers is they go, well, you know, it's impossible. Um, you have we know it's impossible, so it, whatever you're saying has to be impossible. And um, NATO, NATO had it. did respond. It said our list of classified documents generated by Shape, Shape, which I forget what that in acronym stands for. But um, at this, it's a program he was secret, working with at the time. Yeah. Secret. What was it? It's in the beginning. It's at the yeah, beginning. Secret. Oh, uh, Supreme Headquarters Operations Center. Shock. Oh, no. Uh, Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers Europe. And at, time, uh, at that time does not include any with titles similar to that cited by Mr. Dean. Of course, they're going to deny yeah. it. I mean, but it's got like we're denying everything now. But it's it's a cosmic top secret designation. You think it's going to be in like yeah. a public? Oh yeah, it's not yeah. in the it's not in the public list. Yeah, we don't see that. Yes, yeah, so we don't that see that. What about? It does can, not exist. Can you give me a list of all the uh, cosmic top secret documents in NATO? Just the titles. Like they're not they're going to go they're they're going to go no. So yeah, that, so that's a non that's a non denial denial. And uh, it, yeah. did they contact the, they contacted them and asked them about the uh, official response? 
Yeah, that's, yeah, that's they, NATO. Yeah, they don't know how to... You have to... When you're dealing with organizations like this, you have to ask the right questions. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Rainier Ott, German Air Force Deputy Chief right. Media Section. Is it denies all information related to this. Yeah. He says it doesn't exist, of course. Yeah, well, they, didn't, they just um, yeah. said they just couldn't find a file. doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's, yeah. not, it's, it's no information. They provided no information, basically. Let's move on to the next I'm out of project, juice. or the past project, Galileo. And it's interesting, you did point out that Galileo also was the new project. The same project name for uh, uh, Bob Lazar. And I know that's your pet project, you know, and you I, just recently I, stated that you don't think it's going to give us anything. <laughs> you don't really believe it's going to, I mean, I don't know. No. If, if it's going to no. give us anything, or uh, it's, it's another... I, one, I don't know how many, I know they've built at least one machine and um, I, I, I will not hold my breath. I will say that maybe in two years they will have uh, something. Maybe, maybe, maybe in two years. Hope maybe. we can make it. Maybe. <laughs> what, make it? You mean, I mean, if we survive the upcoming nuclear war Nuke. yeah what's going on with the war by the way i haven't seen anything lately um, lost, everyone's lost interest <laughs> ukraine has apparently uh, is surrounded moscow and they're marching on saint petersburg saint saint petersburg Peter square saint yeah. petersburg square yeah they're yeah, um, they're excellent. marching on saint Peter, petersburg heard, and folks. the uh, russians the Russians have been trying to negotiate for um, surrender, but the Ukrainians are refusing to negotiate for surrender of uh, Russia. So that's the latest. It, the latest. And news. so, and they've done this with weapons supplied by us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. The new lend-lease program. Um, the new. And yeah, <laughs> this is serious. A new lend program. And then the um, the um, long-range missiles that uh, we provided with them, somehow accidentally. Um, the 300 kilometer range nuclear tip missiles got included with the latest shipment and it really turned the tide for ukraine against russia you um, know so. it's um it it you know i was in distribution for a long time and i know when you're pulling orders sometimes just people just pull the wrong shit yeah, yeah. they just pulled the wrong <laughs> missiles they the, the nuclear tipped uh 300 kilometer range tactical nukes and it, and don't know how like it in, like in distribution, somebody else saw it, and then they said, "Ah, oh, screw it, let it go anyway." Yeah, they don't know how it happened. Don't know it's a lot more expensive. Oh, it'll be. We'll just do a credit rebuild later. Yeah. <laughs> Although apparently you can go online and buy a uh, Stinger missile for thirty thousand dollars that was apparently sent to the You're Ukraine. You're kidding? No, no. I want one. You can get one. one. You can get one. You can buy one. Um, there are arms dealers that apparently are selling those now. I don't know how they, some, I don't know, some, they were supposed to go to Ukraine, but somehow they're ending up on the the dark web. I don't know. These things happen. It just happens. Accidents happen. Well, I just saw the the Ukrainian, their Ukrainian president comes along and goes, in order for us to win, we need a billion dollars a month. Yeah. (laughs) We should send them 40 billion. It it literally made me feel like we're getting scammed. No, we're not getting scammed. (laughs) It's all part of the friends and family going. program. I call it the fans, friends and family yeah. program. It's um, yeah. so it's like we have uh, who is it? There's we have lots of politicians that are involved. Their relatives are involved in the Ukraine, and so um, you know, fan, friends and family program. The money going to Ukraine ends up going to our friends and family. 
So well, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Sharing is caring. I Sharing got is caring. No I mean, when you're when you're in these offices, you need to take care of your friends and family. I mean, you can't take your you're you're being selfless because the money is not going directly to you, but uh, it's going to your friends and family. So, well, at least I have some answers now about what's going on. I just yeah, I just yeah. You know, haven't been really. I try to go to CNN, but you know, you get two minutes of news and forty minutes of 40, commercials. What, that many? That many? That many minutes of only forty minutes? Only um, that much news? Yeah, the tactical the tactical nukes have really shifted the uh, war in uh, favor of the Ukraine. So it was it was a good move on the U.S. Um, it was an accident. And they, and sorry, they, and they sorry. they they did bluff the uh, the Russians in. Well, the Russians said they had nuclear weapons but the what has happened is that since um you know since the army the russian army collapsed in the initial assault they were devastated by the tactical nukes and now um apparently the nuclear arsenal in russia doesn't really exist or work so they haven't been able to retaliate so it's all good everything's everything's coming up roses um good good the they should have um capture moscow in the next week or two pretty sure so, and much, Good. well i was kind of wondering what was going on with that now yeah, I've got yeah, a yeah. dr bill update yeah so the um the um the that's the way it goes they will they will they will deal with it so so bob lazar the next one is bob lazar yeah this one was interesting because i like to see stuff about Bob Lazar and sort of compare what he said in the past and compare it to the present with the usual thing. It's like, how does his story, does his story change? Um, you know, what changes? Does he contradict himself? And I think he's pretty consistent. He's a little, um, yeah. but the best part about this interview, uh oh, you're gone. The best part about yeah. this interview is um, you get little bits of, of um, new information. Because he wrote a book, which I've read, and his book seemed a little light on the information. Um, so, but it's just details—details details that he's talked about in the past, in the past, but it didn't make it into the into the book. I got One thing is, he stated in this article that uh, differs from the book, and I, I, we did the book, yeah, you know, months ago or whatever. Poorly, poorly months ago. I think the sound. Yeah, was when we were just going through chapter by chapter yeah putting well, everyone yeah. to sleep yeah. um but it um he stated in this article that he never saw any of the extraterrestrials at all and yeah. i believe in the book he said he went out and he actually saw one that had gotten into one of the craft and it actually put they put him in the craft in the craft no he, he he said this no, i thought he had said he so in this article he says he didn't see one Correct. What I remember book, is that he said he was like walking past um, a room or something, and he glanced in a door and he saw something. Yeah. So that's what that's yeah, what no, I remember yeah. later. Yeah, but he in this he said he doesn't even know anything about extraterrestrials. Yeah. And so his story, that, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, um, um, I mean, I'll, I'll take it with a grain of salt. I think he's been he's he's got some good stuff now the thing that holds up well with him is uh, one he did work for this organization he was there and the other thing yeah. is 
some sort of uh, top secret project was happening out at Groom Lake, he had knowledge of it because he took his friends out on specific days where they would see unusual things. And that other thing, that other um, debunking site that talked about Lazar, this guy was saying, although he didn't, I don't think he had direct knowledge, he was saying that what Lazar was seeing was um, a testing of particle beam weapons, which I don't even know if they exist or not. So he was saying what Lazar was going out there and his friends were seeing was this the secret test of particle beam weapons. And the only thing I could find what? about that was something in the some old tech that was in the Smithsonian in the Aerospace Museum, but I don't know. Yeah, he it well he took his friends out. This is where he got caught after yeah. he yeah. got his his classification his top secret classification pulled yes. because he was having marital problems yes his wife and was... he was taking his friends out drinking beer and he got caught after the third time he went out i mean i don't know how many times he thought he was gonna get out and do this <laughs> but they were watching and they would see this you know the testing of this they were in a certain area where they could see the testing of the uh, the uh, ufos and um well they, they would could watch them. they would see these unusual lights um yeah. when you when you could get close enough to see that they fixed that at this point where you can't get any closer to see the stuff but yeah he um he took uh lear out there that in, inherit the the guy that's the son of the guy that built the lear jet company or something and oh, yeah that was his buddy con- yeah his kid yeah convinced him that this stuff was real uh yeah, and he, I mean, you, did you send me this paycheck? I got that somewhere. Oh, that was a video I, p- posted by, um, did you uh, look Corbell. at it? I mean, he's stating in here that he was there for a month or something or two months. I don't know. The impression I got he, from his book was he was there for, well, he, he had a weird work schedule. He was there for like a, a week and then they would, um, he'd work for a while and then he wasn't there for, he was like on call. And they didn't call him back, and then they would call him in. So he he may have he may have had a two month period, but I do know feel definitely in my recollection of reading his book and other research that he had a, a two at least a two week stretch of work there. Yeah, and so, I think that we determined that that's as long as he went. I yeah. mean that he wasn't like their months. I mean it was a very short period of time. But he did have a he. He had a W-2. It was uh, Jerome Corbell's site, YouTube thing, where I think it was a piece of footage that wasn't included in the documentary where he um, was looking at his W-2 from EG and... Is it EG and G? EG and G. Yeah, the military contractor. Yeah, the subcontractor for um, surface services at the, at the Groom Lake. Um, yeah, so I don't know, you know, I've just, when, then you and I kind of have determined that he was probably a tech that just was testing things in different offices. Well, <laughs> he wasn't um, really, uh, he wasn't really who he says he was. Maybe. Well, Chris Miller I don't said know. that he had heard from somebody that worked out there that his job was a radiation safety officer. And that's, I, I'm saying that that's a pretty cool job if you're going to be at a facility and have access to secret crap because as a radiation officer you go around and you inspect uh, different places any place that works with radiation 
you'll go in there and you'll monitor it to check to make sure there isn't contamination. So that means, I mean, if he's doing graveyard and his job is radiation monitoring, it, it and pretty much means he probably had the run of the place. Um, right. Which is a, if that's true, I think it's a more compelling story than I'm working on the secret spaceship motor, which I don't know. Uh, he had, there's some great things about uh, his story. And in the Corbell documentary, when he goes and talk, talks to Corbell about the uh, isotope 115 or whatever it was, right. and they like throw their phones off you know, into the bushes and they're talking about this stuff. And then the next day, his uh, business gets raided by like 20 you know, FBI agents and all this stuff that are supposedly looking for evidence that this guy had poisoned his wife with polonium or something from his, his business, which, yeah, which I agree. It's sort of crazy to send in, you know, you know, all these agents to, to his business. All they got to do is send a guy in with a, a search warrant and say, um, you know, here, I have a search warrant and, uh, um, we're going to copy your hard drives. You know, we need to see your, your customer lists and we need a copy of your, your business hard drives to verify. I mean, easy peasy. I mean, why send in, you know, 20 agents to, to scour the place. So there's some, there's weird, yeah. interesting things surrounding him. And, uh, do you, well, yeah, he, he discovered, well, he talked about the, they, them, him. They discovering know. the atomic 115 115 that's in here atomic number 115 yeah. element 115 which they didn't have before but yeah. that's the key element that's used to um for in the propulsion element of the um of this of the there's max max Maxis. is that him bark, barking. barking out front or in the house yeah that's why i got up i mean i heard something like there was water running or so i just texted debbie because i don't know if the neighbors make a noise or i hear something on so i'm kind of center a text going what's that noise <laughs> being, we're being <laughs> I flooded we're if being... i can hear it then we can probably hear it on the show i don't i don't but know. uh the, the dog is simply barking in his room because he sees somebody in the front yard Oh, oh, he's looking. At, oh, he stands on the. He stands and looks he out the window. He stands on the bed and look. That's his bed. That's yeah. We put some furniture blankets on there so he can't destroy the bed by jumping up and sliding. And then he hops up there and then he he barks. Even if he's seen a neighbor for a hundred years, he still barks at him. All right, Nick, because somebody's a, out. Yeah. All right, we have a neighbor's dog that does that. It's so far. You walk by and the dog sort of barks a greeting. It only barks a couple yeah. times. Yeah, and I don't. He's just you know, and he'll. He, it's his job. He's a shepherd. He's watching, watching the house, making sure garden, nobody attacks. Garden, the, garden house. the house. Project Galileo. Um, so he, so he confided in George Knapp. The fringe, you know, would yeah, skip ahead yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And because uh, I think he thought he was going to get killed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he I decided, don't. Yeah. yeah I, or he says that. Well, that was his. That was his. I believe that his, was his story. I believe he did get hassled by security at uh, at the facility once they started diving into his his background and yeah. uh, looking into him. His wife was running around with her her um, flight instructor. Yes, and um, you know they're just looking at this guy and he's going, "Well, you know his uh, um, there's something about you know, anyway." 
Uh, he's, you know, they, they just. You all right? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out where that noise is coming from. Do you Probably want my tinnitus? No, we're good. We're, we're good. good. Uh, so he's. Uh, so yeah. So I think they just started looking at his background, and it just things weren't adding up. And then they, you know, looked at his wife, and then they're like, okay, we need to talk to this guy. And then of course, you know, that freaked him out. And it was obvious they were not going to complete his security clearance, or he's going to pass his security clearance. Right. Yeah, but we talked about this. I'm sure that he worked there. I'm sure that he saw something. Um, and the only thing new that I got out of this was he didn't, like you said, he said he didn't see any aliens in this report. And he also... Um, I mean that was kind of a yeah, that was kind of a you know a difference from his uh, Joe Rogan interview too. Yeah, he didn't say there was something. He else. also I don't know if he stated he saw an alien like you said. Why he just walked by? Walked by and saw it in the. Don't look at that. He was told not to look at it. Don't look at that. Look you at didn't. That. You had to unsee that. I didn't see nothing. Um, yeah. Oh, maybe he didn't mention that in this um, in this article because it was just he felt it was going or in his previous conversations because he felt it was just going too far oh yeah but i know he's an interesting character he's an interesting story uh i'm always happy to to dive in and look at this stuff uh there's yeah. something else i thought i was going to mention but now i lost my train of thought um no yeah yeah that's it so, so then, yeah um and then he was arrested for um, unlicensed brothel. Yeah, he was operating an unlicensed brothel, and he also yeah. was pandering. Pandering. <laughs> uh, and doing some other unscrupulous things. Aiding and abetting a prostitute, running a house of prostitution, yeah. and living off the earnings of prostitution. So he was a pimp. Uh, nice. Charges were quickly dropped to a single felony count of pandering. And then we saw, there's also, uh, I saw a video online, which surprised me because there was a video online of his trial, his uh, court appearance for this charge. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was real. And the judge is like going over his, I think it might have been his probation hearing. And maybe they filmed it because of his contacts with the news, news uh, TV news there. And the um, the judge is going well, saying, "I know there's a lot that we can't uh, know about his background because of his security clearances and stuff." But yeah. Anyway, so that was uh, interesting. And he says yeah, the interesting. says it was it was uh, to discredit him. He says all that stuff was to discredit him, which um, apparently didn't work. Yeah. So we move on to the last. Uh, there was three articles there. Yeah, three that. three interviews with the. Um, oh, and this is the. Um, that airbase. This is a big UFO thing. What's it called? The airbase. Yeah, uh, that was that. Yeah, this is a big story. Had been a big story, Randlesheim or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was in England. Bentwater. It was the ben, it was the battle at Bentwaters. Yeah. Bentwater Air Base, Southern England. 
two separate nights. This one's gotten a lot of uh, a lot of press, a lot of like UFO. These are like the standard UFO story which you come out with. Yeah. And, um, which we've seen. They they went. These are the guys that went into the woods, and one of the guys had a tape recorder with him, so he's recording all the. Uh, which is if you haven't heard it, you can hear it. You can hear it online, or, or there's documentaries of tape recordings. Fascinating. Uh, they're seeing strange lights, distinct indentations, triangular area. But they're oh, it recorded this activity on my, my micro cassette recorder. Is my is my video still feeding on your side? Yeah, I see it. Did it die? Okay. Are, you, are you having trouble? Yeah, yeah but don't I, change. I see you. Keep, keep you. rolling. Keep I rolling. As long as it looks good. Mine's doing something weird. So I I'm see you. Keep going. Um, I'm not going to touch anything. I'm not going to touch anything. Touch anything. Don't okay. touch anything. Don't, don't fix it. Don't <laughs> try to fix it. Uh, so, yeah. So these guys were seeing strange lights. Um, suddenly I'm from the yeah, south. So a different glowing this is object. From a, yeah. Yeah. This is Colonel Charles uh, I. Holt from uh, U.S. Air Force. Retired. Yeah. Retired. And it was in... Um, in late 1980, it was actually pretty recent yeah. in Bent Waters Air Base in southern England. For this stuff, it's very recent. Um, and he's a career he's a career Air Force officer, and he served in Nam and various bases before Bentwater in '80. He was promoted to base commander in '84. Now, again, I don't know why anyone of this stature—I don't know if you say stature—but anyone, you know this rank would make up a story like this but this uh rindle is it rindlesham no they use rindlesham um, oh is it though yeah <laughs> this is the same one it's bent waters but it's they call it um it's named the forest that's near there or something yeah so it's named base. for the forest that's, yeah. that's next to it anyway um in you know he's red sunlight light black center moved through the trees and beyond the clearing and is in a farmer's field animals were making a lot of noise sounds like sounds like skinwalker yeah oh yeah um yeah, yeah. but you know it was an interest this again was an interest story this got a lot of this got a lot of play gets still continues today every time you see a ufo they've one of the guys one of the gis there he's i've seen him interviewed at least that head was running around the woods with this colonel. He's been interviewed. He's, he's, uh, apparently it has, he, it, it's like the guy from, um, oh, that, the USS Princeton, that was the radar operator for, um, the gimbal, one of the gimbal or one of the, the right. Tic Tac, right. Right, who's profoundly changed by this experience. Um, oh, the okay. guy they called back up after he, he says he saw these things and then he was off duty and then they called him back. I don't know. They, Jeremy Corbell said he was relieved of duty, but he didn't really mean that. You know, no, no, no. Yeah, that was a, he was that was a different guy. This is a guy that says that, he saw, he saw some different, guy? I think, different footage. And the guy wasn't relieved of duty. He, he was relieved of his shift. Yeah. And he was called back because yeah. people are like, you got to come and see this this uh, footage that we we picked up. Um. Says this guy. 
Oh, they, uh, they're talking about, interesting, he says, a copy of Holt's memo to the British, British MOD was released through the Freedom of Information Act. Thereafter, a copy of the 18-minute audio tape of the investigation Holt conducted was given to a British, British ufologist. Uh, he says that uh, Holt says he's been harassed by ufologists and fanatics. Oh, that's too bad. Why is he uh, harassed? Uh, they want to. They want to. They want to talk to him about this. Um, well, he did talk about it, so he yeah. could be <laughs> at least he anticipate says, getting harassed by a bunch of ufologists. Yeah, he's wanting says, to know what it is that he's saying. Well, he's saying also at least one of them spreading disinformation. Constant, consequently, media coverage has been inaccurate at best. For instance, he says the stories about holographic aliens emerging from their craft are pure fiction. I uh, like here's the uh, official UF Air Force response. The Air Force stopped investigating UFOs in 1969 when Project Blue Book was completed, says Air Force spokesman Major Dave Thurston based in Washington DC. And then the uh, critic of this sighting was that they're saying it was the um, lighthouse beacon. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it I was think the it, lighthouse beacon? I yeah. I says, the water. Bent Waters is a case of magical thinking, a situation where a bunch of people got excited about different things. The thing is, is like I talk about reproducibility. Um, people think they're seeing strange things. You can go to this forest during the same time of year, similar conditions, and observe how the light at the lighthouse is working and what it's showing and what it's doing. And find out if you can you can reproduce these these um, sightings, and that's one right. of the things. It's like with with uh, Skinwalker. It's like the, when they're running around with the laser, saying the laser light is bending and it's splitting and doing weird things. But the obvious thing is like, okay, if it's something really weird going on, you now have a tool where you can map the area where the weird stuff is going on by shining it up. But you also have to do it in another area on the ranch to see if it does a similar sort of thing. If it doesn't, you have a you have a technical tool that you can use to sort of explore your anomaly. And they're not doing that. So my assumption is they didn't think of it, which shouldn't happen when you have a, a well-educated physicist on staff. Or they did it and they saw exactly the same thing and said okay we're just going to forget that happened and just include this other stuff in the show yeah i don't know it's orford nest lighthouse beacon it was what forest was it this every time you see this <laughs> on tv it's called some it i know I, I thought it was in i here can't too. find it in the article now i did so i thought i saw it earlier oh, but let me see. Okay. this yeah, isn't we're, we're, it's not called Bentwater, it's called Rindles. That's where it's like Rindlesheim or something. Yeah, Bent. We're what really good researchers here. Yeah, we're doing a great job. What they? <laughs> great job. Good job. It's yeah. Rend. It's it's the Rendlesham Forest is what the name of the forest is. Yeah. Are you seeing it in there? Yeah, me? I'm seeing it. Like it's um. All right. That's fine. So, yeah, yeah. for anyone wanting to really, this is—they're not calling it. It's the same story. Isn't this? This isn't the same one where the one of the um, this base guys is closed. Found... Oh, really? Yeah, the base is closed. 
well, like this is the one where the guy saw the hieroglyphic stuff on a spacecraft. Is this just a lightning ball? Mm, or did they actually... No, I don't think so. Um, I got the halt memo, halt tape. I'm looking at the um, Wikipedia. Halt memo, halt tape, statement, halt affidavit, Suffolk police log, ministry, MOD, ministry, ministry of defense file, skeptical analysis. They have the lighthouse. Um, a trail, there's a tra trail in Rendlesham Forest because of public interest and nicknamed it the UFO Trail. Created work which has been installed at the end of the trail. So, I mean, you could go to this forest and I, I have to assume that people did this and see if you could get recreate the same sort of incident with... Um, You know, lights and strange things, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not thinking anybody did that. But we're coming up on an hour, and we've just yep. hit this one thing. Oh, yeah. After I went through this, we were talking about it. I thought, you know what? We're probably not going to get very far with this. Yeah, this takes a lot of time. <laughs> this took a lot of time. Um, you want to hit on anything else? So, Bob Lazar, the, I, I really like this guy that gave the. T Retired Command Sergeant Major Robert O'Dean. That's an interesting story. He apparently even had, he, he had to sue. He worked for a sheriff's department after he retired. He had to sue, yeah. sue them because he said they, um, um, they prevented him from, uh, from promotion or something, denied a promotion. He actually, it's in, he, yeah. he won a $200,000 settlement against the sheriff's department. And it was because, oh, really? yeah, because he had, and he was saying it was because he had, he had talked about this openly. Out of court settlement, March yeah. 1992. Um, and then, of course, NATO was not going to say, oh, yeah, we'll give you the list of all our cosmic talk secret documents if you ask nicely. And then Bob Lazar and... Uh, oh, this is interesting. Possible hoax for the Rendlesheim thing, 2018. Reported claim the incident was a setup by the SAS as a revenge plot on the Air Force, the U.S. Air Force. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, so they parachuted in to test security at the site. Uh, the black parachutes, blah, blah, blah. Were SAS troops were interrogated, beaten up, and ultimately insult was that they called unidentified aliens. No. To wow. enact their revenge, the SAS. Oh, they tried to do an infiltration. They got caught, got beat up, and so they yeah. came back and decided to do this to um, embarrass the Air Force. Rig the woods with black helium balloons, coupled to remote-controlled kites, carry suspended material into the sky, activated by radio controls. Wow. Um, I don't know. Amazing news to me. Who dares win? Britain's Roswell meets the SAS. Who dares win? Oh, that's the motto of the SAS. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that's a, we should know that. So, breaking down Britain's best UFO story. Oh, interesting. We, maybe we should talk about this next time. Yes. Oh, this might be a good article. I will text it to you. Anyway. Cool. All, All right. right, sir. Yeah. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. We've 
wasted enough time, wandered around, but I think we managed to only cover one article, which is good. Yeah, so. when, when you when we threw that out there, I went, oh, we're probably not going to get more than this, but, and that was the case, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, it's good. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit, visit us on Facebook at Alien Probe Podcast. Check out our website, alienprobe.net, Twitter and Instagram at alienprobepod. See us and hear us on YouTube at Alien Probe Podcast and punch in Doug Anthony after that to bring us up to the closer to the top so you don't have to wade through everyone else. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. Thank you, Dr. Bill. Appreciate okay. it as always. Yep. And until next time. All right. Bye-bye.